Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 152nd episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who are looking for a job in this post-COVID job market an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 110th episode. It's part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Ramona Roy, who's currently a freelance creative director, creative director, experiential designer, set designer, and creative strategist. Now, Ramona, happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last two and a half years, how you've been keeping busy. So uh, during the lockdown, I actually decided to like redo my website. Um, I started to touch up on a few skills that I haven't worked on in the past. Um, and then I also started reteaching myself like programs and stuff. I also own a consultant kind of like set design fabrication um, creative direction agency as well. So I did a whole rebranding of that and started going more into digital um, events during that time. Oh, awesome. Tell me a little bit more about that agency and how much time that's taking up. So that I mainly focus on like experiential creative direction, set design and entertainment off Broadway on Broadway. Um, so it's definitely like, I don't want to say a passion project, but it is like, that's like my heart and soul. You know, I really want to grow to like a point where it's like I'm a household name at some point, but right now I'm just taking my time working on it. Um, I normally work by myself depending on the size of the project. If it's a larger project, so say like I need to oversee like a team of 26, which is the most I've managed so far. I normally hire like freelancers or people I've worked with in the past. Yeah, that's amazing. You're kind of doing that on the side while freelancing or trying to freelance. Yeah. So I've actually done three at one time where I worked at my, on my company at night, I freelance during like, um, the middle of the day, working on projects, getting back on consultant work. And then I was also doing a full, uh, full-time role during that same time. That was hectic, but I worked it out. Now I just, um, take on clients depending on my workload or so forth. Yeah. Super cool. I mean, amazing. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got into this space, some agencies you've worked at, some clients you've worked on. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually, when I was in school, I actually wanted to be like this amazing graphic designer and be this graphic world. Um, and the more I got into design, so I was an advertising design major and then a fine arts minor. So once I left, I started doing um, kind of like window displays as a visual merchandiser. Then I got like a junior role as a graphic designer. Then I went into art direction, social media management, digital. From there, I went into television entertainment where I was like set designer, production designer, creative direction. And then I kind of, for me, it kind of like came together in experiential. And that's where like the, the I would say like the bridge like just came together full force. And I've been doing that for a while. So I've pretty much done everything from B2B, B2C, um, experiential, uh, digital, social. Um, so I feel like just being a freelance designer for over these years has made me even more of a well-rounded creative director. Because when you think of a regular creative director, it's more lineal. Like, you know, you have like really straight on either digital experience or television experience. But for me, I can take like... Um, a regular poster campaign or something like that. And I can see, hey, we can take this campaign and make it a full 360. We can turn this into an influencer campaign and put it digital. And we can turn this into more like a spatial or experiential design. So I think 
you know, just having those skills and experience has definitely been extremely beneficial, especially when it comes to speaking with a client and tell them, hey, you know, we can take this idea that you have and we can blow it out fully. And especially when you're talking about an experiential design, I've never had the issue where I'm speaking to a client and they want to do something in two weeks when realistically, I know it's going to take like two months. So I always come back, you know, we can tweak this around and give you this in two weeks. Or, you know, we can just take a little bit longer and deliver this in two months. And realistically, that's how long it's going to take. So, yeah, I think that's a really smart approach. You just got to yeah. be honest with these clients. Can't promise everything. If you know it's <laughs> possible to deliver, then no one yeah. wins. But I love that, like you said, just the experience of like fully rounded can, can come in and do any aspect, which mm-hmm. is you know, helpful for anyone listening, but for any agency looking to hire now, I'd assume that's what they're looking for. Someone who can come in where, you know, plenty of hats, but do the job really well as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're looking for something that is freelance or would you go, you know, permanent full-time somewhere? Um, I'm looking for something permanent. Um, I definitely do like the, I would say openness of freelance, but I do love working with a team. So I am looking for something a bit more full-time. I like getting to know someone that I'm working with on a daily basis. When you freelance, it's like you're there for like a month, two months, three months, and then you're gone. <laughs> you know, unless you come back on another project, it's like, okay, bye. See you later. Um, so definitely get to know somebody on like a more intimate basis. So that'd be cool. Yeah. And beyond full-time, what, mm-hmm. what else do you think you're looking for in, in your next role? Um, so somewhere where they're definitely open to big ideas. Um, I think a lot of agencies, they say they're open to big ideas until you bring a big idea and they're like, no, 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 the client won't like it. But I'm like, have you pitched it to the client? How do you know? You know? Um, so somewhere they're open to different ideas, big ideas, um, somewhere where I honestly and truly enjoy working with the people that I work with. I think a lot of times, even with like COVID, it's like taught a lot of people that, hey, you know, I want to get up and actually enjoy going to work. I want to enjoy, you know, speaking with the people I'm speaking with. Like I always think about it in the aspect of like when it comes to like a team environment, it's like the best teams you want to have maybe like a drink or a coffee or even you want to get lunch with. But there's still always that respect aspect that you never cross in the sense. So that's like really important to me. Yeah, no, that's that's really important. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Which which part of your brain do you want to use this next job? Is it the creative director? Is it the designer? Is it the strategist? I'm I'm sure it's all of the above. Yeah. If you were to be hired with one and then kind of flex down from there, what would it be? It's so hard to say because I feel as if even now with like my own um kind of like boutique agency, it's like I'm using all of them, you know? Um, but for me, I think creative is like my sweet spot like being a either creative director or ideation or just like, you know, just coming up with that nice big campaign design idea and just watching it go straight out into implementation. Like, I really love that, especially when it comes to like pitching to a client. And then it's like, you just see their face light up and it's just like really amazing. Like I, not to my own horn, but like I have not pitched to a client and they hated it as of yet. Like I've always been like, you know, um, sometimes I think when it comes to pitching, like the budget might be a little bit, so I have to go back and rework it, but everything I've pitched, it's always like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. And <laughs> this is the place to toot your own horn. This is the time to yeah. do it. keep it going. It was a good segue into the next question. You know, what are some of your better qualities clearly presenting and, and knowing what the clients want and selling through work, but you know, what else mm-hmm. do you pride yourself on? 
Um, I really pride myself on being my true authentic self. I think it's important to show up as you are and who you are in a sense, but I just think that a lot of times when you're working or especially when it comes to even being in advertising, like you have to tweak yourself a little bit depending on the environment and so forth. But I think for me, just being me and knowing what I truly want and knowing, you know, how much I truly believe that I have to offer, even when it comes to just my personality or my design background and my skills. So knowing that and just being my whole self, I think is just amazing. I think it's not, not many people are able to do that. And I've worked on myself so much that I'm able to do that. So I think that's something I'm definitely like proud of in that sense. Yeah. And as, as you should be, <laughs> do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Um, yes, I do. Um, so I've worked on quite a few projects. Um, one of my favorite ones I re we, we recently pitched um, for Kissimmee, Florida. Um, and it's basically like a three-tier activation system. Um, one was more experiential, one was more spatial, and one was more digital. I can't go fully into detail about it, but I think, you know, just taking that and making sure that, you know, when we're pitching to the client, we're like, hey, you know, this is the design aspect. This is what we're thinking. But we definitely want to, you know, know that you don't have to go fully top tier, but you can also go bottom tier. And if you want, we could roll out all three. I think a lot of times when people are pitching, they only pitch in one campaign or one thing to the client. But when I pitch, I like to pitch like three different versions or three different varieties and show them that, you know, there are different ways to tweak it and go about it. And if you want to do something that's a one-off, that's cool. But when it comes to like a spatial design, this is something that's going to live there forever, more like a one-year, two-year thing. And then the other one, when it comes to like digital, that's something that's also long-term. So you're getting more bang for your buck and bank, bank for your book. And then also for me, I also like to include a lot of like, especially when it comes to like social media or digital, I like to include that in my campaigns when we're talking about experiential or even when we're talking about more like a TV spot or even when we're talking about a traditional um, billboard campaign. Like I like to include all of that because a lot of times, even now when you think about it, the target audience is mostly millennials and mostly Gen Zs. So you're not going to, not necessarily get that target audience on a billboard. You're going to get them on your phone. So to make sure that you're tapping into that is very important. And I always try to like pitch that to my client. Like, Hey, if this is who you're going after, this is who you need to get, you know, this is where you need to be. This is where, you know, music wise, this is where, you know, you need to tap in and tune in and so forth. So that's very important to me. And I like to include all of that as well. And is that where some of your kind of strategy experience comes in? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. yeah, because for me, it's like, I never want to make something that's just attractive and pretty if it's not on target for the client, it's not on brand for them, and they're not basically getting the return that they're paying for within the campaign. Then if you're not getting all of that, to me, that's basically a failure, even though it's pretty, but it didn't do what it was supposed to do. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It can look mm -hmm. great, but it, it has to yeah. work or yeah. at least be in the right audience set up to succeed. Mm -hmm. You seem to, to do it all, like I mentioned you know, not from strategy, design, creative directing, where, where do you kind of learn to wear, you know, so many different hats? Um, it's definitely been through freelancing, I would say. Um, you know, as you know, as a creative director, every agency is different. So one agency, you may be, 
you know, the whole department, one agency, you may just be doing management, you know, overseeing a team, one agency, you're probably jumping in and doing the work, you know, if need be. Um, and then from there, just like working my way up, as soon as I got out of school, I had to hone those skills. So that's very important to me. And then once I opened up my own agency as well, you know, I had to know how to do a creative strategy. I had to know how to do the research. I had to know how to budget. I had to know how to pitch to a client because when I started or when I just started my company, it was only me. So I didn't have someone to pay to do that. So I had to figure it out myself. So, yeah, I mean, only valuable, I'm sure as you go into freelance opportunities or maybe a full-time opportunity to be able to do all of that just makes you that much more valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, on your LinkedIn profile, you said you'd like to be on the cutting edge of design. You know, what does that really yeah. mean to you? Um, That definitely means staying up to date on design programs. It means staying up to date on the design trends, staying up to date on technology, staying up to date on whether it's fashion or the latest shows, the latest slang, whatever it is, you have to always be fresh and know what's going on right then and there. Because what you never want to do is pitch, say if you're talking about like um, like a TV spot, you never want to pitch something that's you know referencing or referencing to a current event that was maybe like five years ago. It doesn't make any sense. So you always need to know what's going on. So I try to do that a lot. Um, so whether that's being on Discord, whether that's whatever it is, like I need to know what's going on, what's trending, what's happening. Um, so that's very important because especially when it comes to a client, they come to us to know what's going on and they want us to sell them. So if I don't know what's going on, how can I sell you? Yeah, 100%. Like you said, that's, that's Discord. I assume that's all social platforms are staying up to date. I assume that's mm-hmm. in real life, going to museums, watching movies, people mm-hmm. watching, you know, kind of just all yeah. the book to, to get it all to sink in. And then also kind of just staying up to date on either like emerging artists or just like, inf- or just like people that I think, you know, when it comes to like a design or when it comes to someone that wants to work with someone in a spotlight, I can say, hey, this person's perfect for you. Or like, hey, you know, you may want to go with this bigger person who's more well-known, but that's not, they're not going to get your target audience because they don't know them. But if you go with this person who may be a little bit indie, they are going to get you your target audience. This is where your audience is. So knowing that is very beneficial. Yeah. No, I mean, again, that, that only helps. And yeah. that's probably why you've had so much success in selling ideas, because I'm sure you say, hey, this is the idea. Click to the mm-hmm. next page. This is why I'm proposing yeah. this idea because I've got data and proof points to back it up. And mm-hmm. once you do that, it's almost impossible for them not to buy it when you kind of yeah. tee, tee it up in front of them. What you've touched on it, you know, a few times, but what will a company be getting if they did reach out and hire you full time? Uh, they'll be getting wonderful me. <laughs> um, but they'll definitely get more than just a creative director. I definitely think. They're getting a variety of experience, um, a variety of ideas, um, and definitely an idea and a person that's not necessarily the norm, especially when you think about a creative director in that sense. So I think for me, it's definitely, they're getting more than they would think for, I would say. Um, I think I always think out the box. I always try to make sure that Whatever I do, I always do it to the fullest because I'm a firm believer if you're going to do something, do it right or just don't just don't do it at all because you're not only wasting your own time, you're wasting other person's time. So they're definitely going to get someone that's, you know, fully into it, fully activated and ready to go. Yeah. Amazing. Like I said, that's, you know, kind of the point of why we do this is to 
have fun, but sell work and, and make work that actually works. Yeah. It's just doing it for the sake of it. <laughs> what do you do outside of work? Um, I like to skydive. I rock climb. Oh, nice. I'm like a huge horror movie fan. Um, I like museums. Um, trying to think what else. I like to draw and I love cartoons as well. I know like people always like adult. No, like first of all, cartoons are amazing. All right. Like it relaxes you. It like chills you out, you know, and I like to watch the newer stuff as well as like the older stuff too. So that's good. Oh, what else do I like? Oh yeah. And I also like to travel and, um, try like different foods from like different cultures because it's just like, it opens you up to different things. I feel as if food is like, it connects everyone, you know? So hundred percent. No, I, I try doing the same with food and going to different restaurants and learning, yeah. talking to the waiters and talking to people you yeah. so much. Yeah. The last question really for me is if there's a dream client agency, brand company, mm -hmm. someone you want to give a little shout out to. I would love to work for Nike so you can hire me. <laughs> um, there's just like, for me, so I used to actually live in Flatbush, um, right next to like Barclay. It wasn't that close, but like right next to Barclay Center, I could walk down there. And there's this store, not really a store, but it's more like a building that's directly across the street from Barclay Center. And I always thought that if Nike did like an event or like an experiential campaign right in that building, you know, um, and then touching base with the Barclay Center and Nike in general, and just the ideas that I have in my head, how to just take that and just blow it out fully. And then just put, you know, it's not just the inside, but from the outside and just pull people in. Like, I just think it would be amazing. I'm not going to say it because I don't want people to steal my idea, but <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it would just be so cool. That building's been there for a while. And that's just such like a hot area that there's no way that they can lose. Like absolutely no way, you know, whether it's just like a retail pop-up, but taking that pop-up and bringing that to like a next level and incorporating like a full-on event within there and like a full-on kind of just like, for me, it's very important when you think of like um, experiential or just creative or whatever it is, or most are experiential that you're touching on all five senses. I know like when you think about like pre-COVID, when you think about like during COVID, everyone was doing kind of like these at-home events and these versus battles or whatever. And I saw that and I never thought that, I don't want to say it was bad, but it wasn't what I would have done. I think I would have took it a step further and, you know, kind of like twist it a bit and actually make the person feel as if they were there. So like, I have a few ideas in my head um, that I can just think of, like, for me, like, if you think about like, I know the, like the rose and wine ball or whatever um, festival, like if they did kind of like um, at home event or so forth um, and then doing COVID, because obviously it wasn't held during COVID, like I would have done when the person buys a ticket and they want to do kind of like a virtual event, I would have sent them the liquor with the liquor. Then I would have sent them kind of like a portable VR set while mm -hmm. they're there. And then within the VR, they're smelling each wine and feel like something like that. So I think it's very important that when you do something that you're very, you're like, you're capturing the person fully. So whether it's through TV or whether it's through um, experiential or whether it's through their phone, that you're actually pulling them in and you want to pull either on their heartstrings or you like, you need to get them in there. So I think design for me, it's like always at my core. And when I think about design, I never really think about something that's pretty. I always thinking about how am I going to get in there and get this person and get what I need out of them. So. Yeah. Amazing.
Uh, I won't let you keep giving suggestions. You don't want people to <laughs> keep them to yourself. <laughs> uh, that's really it for me. I appreciate you hopping on, putting yourself yeah. out there, doing something like this. Mm-hmm. What's What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, or should I get my website? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's just RamonaRoy.com as well. Um, so that's R-A-M-O-N-A-R-O-Y-E.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the 151st episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at M-A-L-O-W-930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for large lists of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. You can check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks so much. Thank you.